you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Dan Hansis alongside Chris Wessling. Hey, Dan. Mark Sessler and the boss, Greg Rosenthal. We're the Around the NFL podcast. Check us out three times a week as we discuss the latest NFL news as it happens. Always, of course, with a touch of mirth. Subscribe at NFL.com slash podcasts, iTunes, and Stitcher. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's going on, everybody? DJ Bucky here, Move the Sticks, and we have a jam-packed episode. We've had some shorter episodes along the way. This is going to be a little meatier episode, Bucky. We've got a a fun exercise. going to go back and forth and do a full first-round mock draft, ping-pong style. You go one, pick one, I go pick two, and we just go right on down the line. I mean, you have to like that. I mean, this is what the fans like. Fans love mock drafts. We also, in meeting rooms, we kind of go through this exercise to kind of see how the board could shake out. I think it's a good exercise going back and forth today because there should be some surprises. And look, we, I want to get before we get to that though. I want to touch on uh, Kirk Cousins, the Redskins, and and the Niners and a potential landing spot there. But before we do that, I can't bury the lead here, Bucky. I know draft season's coming up. I know we've got free agency. I know we have the combine. But ladies and gentlemen, I know you're thinking it, and we're going to talk about it because App State and North Carolina just signed a <laughs> three-year deal. Three matchups. I think we go to your place twice, and the old Tar Heels coming up to Boone. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily like that. I don't know what 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 we gain out of that. That's a tough one for us because that's going to be one App State is going to be jacked out of their mind to play I, us. I don't know if Arjuna is going to want to still be working here by the time this series oh, kicks off in a gosh. couple of years. But hypothetically, Arjuna, if you're still employed here and actually want to be here with us on Move the Sticks. We need you to take the Move the Sticks show on the road that week. <laughs> the first year, I assume, we'll be will be in Chapel Hill. Yes. So, Bucky's the host that week. He's going to treat us to unbelievable food and a good Oh, night. I'm going to take you all kind of places. I'm going to take you to Time so We're going to go Sixth Street. Chicken and biscuits. I'm going to make what, your stomach. What's the street down there? Up over Franklin Street. Franklin Street. Thank you. Franklin Thank you. Street. Then I'm going to take you to Bredman's, get you a little, little breakfast on your belly. I love breakfast. Take, take you breakfast. to Ham's, the spot where they took me for uh, my recruiting trip. Take okay. you upstairs. And then we'll kind of finish off one day. We'll take you to the top of the hill. Let you hang out with uh, some of the uh, – The top of the hill? I thought that's where you just, like, made out with your – No, 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 no. Okay. It's not one of those places. It's one of those okay. places you just kind of kind of hang out, kind of relax. That, I think that was uh, Blueberry Hill. What was the name? It was in Happy, uh, happy Days. I, 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 you know what I mean? Aging myself there. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea about Happy Days. I also got to finish – you know, I got to take you to He's Night Here so you can get a blue cup. I mean, I don't in, in, in partake in a lot of adult beverages, but I don't partake in any of them. But I'll go and have a good time. Well, Arjuna looks like he would like a blue cup, thirty-two ounces of beer rolling through there. I think <laughs> I think he'd be nice and good. We turn back the clock a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, look, we'll have some fun once we get to that point. Hopefully, we're still doing a show, Buck. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully don't get fired. Don't uh, get fired. Yeah. yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. But uh, how about this Kirk Cousins thing, Buck? I'm just the more that I talk to people around the league, the more sense I get that not only is, you know, this thing not going to work out long-term extension-wise, in other words, you know, I was taking that to be he's going to mm-hmm. play on the franchise tag again next year, $24 million. I kind of thought that's what made sense. That's what I anticipated happening. The vibe I get from talking to folks around the league, Buck, 
is that there's probably a better chance that Kirk Cousins is playing somewhere else next year than playing in Washington. Man, just reading the tea leaves, and, and I look, my guy Scott McLuhan has not told me anything personally, but just being in a room with him and kind of knowing how we or he kind of views quarterbacks and the like, I knew it was going to be tough for him to fully go all in on Kirk Cousins at that number. The interesting thing, because if they say they just part ways with Kirk Cousins, say he goes to San Francisco, he's no longer. Let's do the deal here real quick. I'll, I'll propose a deal. You tell me if you do it. Okay. okay? I'm San Francisco. All right. Which San Francisco? I'm a, hey, hey, Scott, how's it going? Mm-hmm. John Lynch here. Remember me? He's played. Was a really good player. Anyways, uh, let's go. Uh, we're gonna make a trade for Kirk Cousins. We uh, we own the second pick in the draft, which is a pretty high high pick up there, right? Yes, yeah, high. You get a really good player. So. I'm going to send you the second pick for Kirk Cousins, but I'm going to need you to go ahead and send back pick number 17. So I, we're going to flop. But I feel like I need more than that. i got to get more than that. you got to throw me some change at the bottom of the, the draft. Or whatever. I can't just flop spots. I need more. Scott, let's, I need I need more people. Scott, I know you think I'm uh, only been on the job here for a couple days. You have only been on jobs. I feel like this is a Madden trade. But you're not. I feel like you're on you're the not, Madden trade machine. You're, you're just making up. I, I, I need more. Pull, you're not going to pull one over on me because, Scott, let me just be frank because this is nobody's recording this, right? No, nope, no, just us. Okay, just us talking here. Kirk Cousins is going to be my quarterback, whether it's this year or next year, because guess what? If you tag him uh-huh. next year, he's going to play. He's going to play pretty well with all the players you got in place, and you're going to be faced with a situation where you don't, you can't afford to tag him for a third year. So guess what? We're going to sign him, and we're not going to have to give you anything. Yeah, but I still need more people because here's what I can do. If I'm a kind of sign him to the franchise tag and keep him for a year, I can make sure that we win enough games, and then I can go back next year and look into a deep and talented crop of quarterbacks in that draft, and maybe I'll play. But one you're going to win too many games. You're not going to be in position to get any of those guys. Oh, we're going to win games because Curtis did. You say so Curtis this is the other great. thing. This is the other thing. Not only are you going to get the second pick in the draft. I need more. You're going to get the some- second pick, and guess what? You're going to get financial flexibility because I'm going to take that big old cap number off you. I'm going to have to pay Kirk Cousins $100 bucks. So if I'm going to have to pay him $100 bucks, I'll flop with you, but you're not getting anything else. I have to get something else. You got to throw me a fourth or fifth round. You got to throw something in. I'll give you a six. A six? You said a you six, love the quarterback. A six that could turn into a five. Uh, yeah, about a five that could turn to a, a four. Let's, something like that. Let's I get need, a deal done more here. Condition. We're flopping ones. I'm going to give you a six that can turn into a four if he makes the Pro Bowl. It turns into a five if he starts all 16 games. Well, now you know, like I know, when he goes to San Francisco, he's not going to make the Pro Bowl because he doesn't have any throw. He doesn't have anybody to throw to. That Who's way, he going to throw to? That way I only have to send you the six. <laughs> I went to Stanford, okay? I went to Stanford. You're not pulling one over on me. All right, that's that's the kind of trade we think could go down here. Okay, so now I'm Scott McClellan and I hang yep. up the phone. Yep. Pick up the phone. Jay Groot, hey, Colt McCoy's up. What? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. So when you go back and you do a little research, because if you go back to 2014 when they had three guys playing a position, RG3, Colt McCoy, uh, you had Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Yeah. yeah, RG3, he got he got yanked. He got pulled out. So Kirk went in. Kirk went in. Some good and then yeah, some yanked. bad. Then he got yanked. Colt McCoy comes in. Against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, wait. Let's look, look. He completed 71% of his passes in four games, four starts. Okay. Four intercepts, well, four touchdowns, three intercepts, but passer rating was 96.4, two 300-yard games almost. So, yeah, he had 299 against the Cowboys, 392 against the Indianapolis Colts. So, if I'm Jake Rude and I'm saying that I am a guy that actually made quarterbacks because you saw the work that I did with Andy Dalton, you've seen the work that I've done with Kirk Cousins, it's not those guys, it's my system. So, as long as I have the weapons on the outside and because you've given me all of that money, you can Deshaun. sign. You can resign the yeah, Pierre Garçon. I can resign Pierre Garçon, Deshaun Jackson. Now put Colt McCoy there, and you will now see my brilliance as a play caller. So now you would have Colt McCoy as your starting quarterback, but you would possess then the second overall pick. Second overall pick. So, you know, you've got a big time tight end in Jordan Reed. Let's say, what do you do then if they did make that trade? If you're Washington, now all of a sudden you're picking second. You, um, to, you need a defensive. You need a defensive lineman. I mean, you'd be staring at Jonathan Allen straight in the face. I think Solomon Thomas is is an interesting option. I think I think um, the big thing is we can upgrade the defense. We can upgrade the defense and make sure that we have what we need up front. Maybe I can sweet talk you. You can give me that uh, 
pick at the top of the second round. Yeah, that, that ain't happening. Then I feel really good about the trade. That ain't happening. But uh, no, to me, the, the interesting name. I, I was with uh, with Rich Eisen earlier today, Buck, and I said, and we've talked so much about Garoppolo and maybe AJ McCarron and Tony Romo and these, you know, Trubisky, Watson, and Kaiser. I said the the quarterback that could be the domino this offseason could be Colt McCoy because if they do believe in Colt McCoy like you just suggested then they're going to say okay we got to get something for Kirk Cousins while we can and then Kirk Cousins goes out and that changes the whole board here I mean I mean I think it does change the whole board if if they truly believe that Colt McCoy can be the guy he can be the guy that kind of gets them through and if they really believe like I'm sure some in that building probably believe that look Kirk Cousins is a pretty good player but Part of the reason why he shines in this offense is because we have really surrounded him with a lot of weapons on the outside. If we do the same with Colt McCoy, maybe Colt McCoy looks like Kirk Cousins, and then we pay Colt McCoy at a substantially lower rate than we would have had to pay Kirk Cousins to be our quarterback for the next few years. It would be uh, it would be pretty fascinating to see what they would do in that situation. It'd be what, ballsy, yeah, and what it'll take. To Can we say them. ballsy? Can I say ballsy on the podcast, or do I need to say you have to have a lot you of said it, You said it three times, so I, I hope wondering. so. Yeah, or it's so. going to be a lot of bleeps. <laughs> <laughs> One way or the other there. Hey, before we get into this mock draft here, just want to encourage everybody that's listening. This thing's growing. This is a time of year where this podcast really picks up some popularity and gets rolling. So do us a favor. Uh, make sure that you're subscribing to the podcast on iTunes so it shows up automatically. And then we haven't had a lot of reviews lately. We've asked for them in the past. You guys have been great with it. But if you can, if you enjoy the show, go on iTunes and just leave a little comment there. You can leave a little review. That helps kind of spread the word and helps us really crank this thing up. Let's crank it up. Let's see if we can be a top 10 podcast. Let's see if we can just – That's where we're going? Let's just see if we can be a top 10 podcast by the end of the draft process. Let's just see if you can kind of get us up there. Yeah, we need your help, though. We need your help, though. And then maybe we can, we can, we can send out some uh, Moves 6 gear. To our loyal, who we'd have some all the six gear coming let's in. Get, let's get it pushed up. Let's get it pushed up a little bit. All right. We uh, by the way, the scouting competition for those that are interested, we have narrowed it down to the five finalists. We're in the process of letting those know. We had Arjuna close to three hundred, or you know, getting in the neighborhood almost three hundred, almost yeah. three hundred. Uh, uh, what would you call the entrance into the contest here that sent us their scouting reports? You guys did a great job. Got a chance to go through all those. Some outstanding reports it was not easy kind of narrowing that down to get to this this uh, top five here we're going to have the top five on on an episode soon where we're going to go ahead and go through the interview process and we're going to give them their final assignment to get down to our two winners through this scouting competition so great job everybody that participated all kinds of ages too we saw 18 year old kids uh send in some really cool reports we saw guys much much older than that that took the time to watch some tape and write up a report and send it to us so we we appreciate that thanks for doing that and uh, without further ado bucky let's jump into our uh, combined mock draft not a mock draft yes not not another mock draft we're doing a mock draft but we're going to ping pong back and forth that's okay. how we're going to do okay. it so we don't do our own we're going to give us a combined mock draft here <laughs> and being the gentleman that i am i'm going to flip a coin to see who goes first you call it in the air okay, okay. You ready heads heads ha. There we go. all right go ahead you go first you're up first all right so with the first pick i'm the cleveland browns i know we desperately need a quarterback but i'm going to continue to stick to the premise of best player available so let's go miles garrett from texas a&m this is something that they desperately need greg williams comes over to take over the defense if they want to get the dog pound rocking they have to be able to knock quarterbacks around and get off the field this is someone that gives them the opportunity to do so when you look at the picks that they had last year when they added emmanuel agba even carl nasa being able to come over but now they need a dominant player I think he's a dominant player off the edge. They're going to a 4-3 defense. He should be the guy that you can put in, and he is that elite pass rusher that you're looking for to anchor any defense. So you're not going to trade the first overall pick? No, no, we're not going to trade it. We're going to hold on to it. We're going to hold on to it. We're going to make sure we take the best player in this draft. That's Miles Garrett. All right, I like that, Bucky. Now I'm up next with the San Francisco 49ers who have a need at the quarterback position. They do have a need. But I don't think it's going to come in this draft. I think the quarterback position, look, I, I've said it. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be their quarterback, whether it's this year or next year. I think eventually you got a GM and a head coach just signed six-year contracts. There's no rush. They're going to be patient, and they're going to get Kirk Cousins to be their signature caller of the future. So when I look at what they could need, and I listen to John Lynch talk about his experience in, in Tampa and the pass rush they had there with Warren Sapp and how much easier it made it on him to cover with the heat they could get up front. I know they spent first-round picks in the past. Eric Armstead, right? Right. You all, you also look at, at DeForest Buckner. Yes, there's two, 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 two big guys, great run players, right? 
they need somebody to slide in that three technique that is explosive and can play that Warren Sapp role. That's why I'm going to shock you right here at number two, Bucky. I'm going to go Solomon Thomas oh, from yeah, Stanford. How about that for a shock? You hear that? All that quiet. Everyone is like, what? No, that's okay. What? Hey, what? We, what? We got somebody. Just wait. Wait till you see how this guy tests and what he looks like. Hey, I mean, he's going to test well. I, I saw him firsthand at the Sun Bowl. He absolutely dominated North Carolina. He was unblockable. He is a menacing presence on the line of scrimmage. And if you're the San Francisco 49ers, you look in that division, you see that defense gives you an opportunity to get to the top of the heap. I think John Lynch may go in that direction. Solomon Thomas at two is a little rich, <laughs> but I understand it. So well, now we got to have some fun here. What we you have got? to have a little fun. So now I'm the Chicago Bears. I'm sitting at three. Conventional wisdom would say, like, oh, let's take someone inside, a rough and rugged player, maybe a Jonathan Allen. But I'm not going to go that route. I'm going to even bypass the opportunity to take one of these playmaking safeties, and I'm going to say let's see if we can find a quarterback. I mean, when was the last time Chicago really invested in a first-round quarterback and had productive games? I'm going to go with Mitch Trubisky from wow, North Carolina. Okay. And I'm going to say that John Fox says that this is going to be my young quarterback that I hang my hat on. They can go with the young guy and see if he can get it done. Grew up in Ohio, understands how to play in cold weather. Let's see if he can be their franchise. So all those lessons you told me about not needing a quarterback with John Fox I mean, I and the believe. way he does business. I mean, I don't. I don't. He's going to walk that all back right now. I'm, I'm gonna walk it back. I'm gonna walk it back because I feel like public pressure will kind of force them to think about the quarterback position and say they can't get one of the guys available in free agency. Then I think you have to look because Jay Cutler can't come back. Look, we saw with Matt. Barkley did. At some point, you want to invest and give the franchise some hope if you feel like Mitch Trubisky can be that guy. And he's a pretty clean prospect in terms of being able to throw it. The only thing you can kind of knock him on are the lack of experience, the lack of reps. So at three, let's throw a dart. All right, I like that. Trubisky, okay, that's bold. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars here, Buck. And when I look at them, I look at some of the needs they have on the offensive line. Uh, you could add defensive lineman here. Jonathan Allen would be an interesting player for them to throw in and plug and play. Great football player. He kind of fits with that Tom Coughlin uh, type of player. But I'm going to go with a fit at the safety position. I personally have Malik Hooker as my number two overall player. Mm-hmm. So that would be tremendous value right here. But – I think from a leadership standpoint and and somebody that has the highest reviews off the field of just about any player in this entire draft class, a guy I know you love, and that's Jamal Adams, a safety from LSU. I got him going to the Jags here. Jamal Adams, um, the way he plays the game, Buck, I I see he just plays with his hair on fire. I I see some similarities there to the way Eric Berry plays, just flying around smacking people. I see even a little bit of Troy Polamalu and just kind of that reckless abandon he can play with. I think he gives an identity to this defense, who's already pretty good with some really nice pieces now. And now you add him with Jalen Ramsey, that's a heck of a secondary. It is a heck of a secondary. And what I like about it is not even the physical skills that you bring. It's the attitude. This is a team that I believe needs a little more attitude. You're trying to change a team that has really lost a ton of games in the past three, four years. You need to bring someone who understands how to win. You add him with Jalen Ramsey. Both of these guys are alpha personalities. It certainly changes what you want to do on defense. I like that pick. I can endorse that at number four, which leads me to number five. And number five, I'm really conflicted and torn. And the reason I'm conflicted, I understand that the Tennessee Titans have a young quarterback in Marcus Mariota. The first thing that I'm thinking, man, we need to get that guy a weapon. We need to get him a playmaker on the outside, a true number one receiver. However, Their defense played pretty good, but they're missing a a piece in the back end. So let's get a safety, a versatile safety, a guy that can kind of play all over the place. How about Malik Hooker? Okay, I like that. Malik Hooker at five to Tennessee, center field player. Uh, A guy to me, I've heard you compare him to Ed Reed. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Earl Thomas in terms of his range and ability to play over the top. In this defense where you have Dick LeBeau, a lot of zone blitz, ball comes out fast, you need someone that can make sure that everyone is protected over the top. Malik Hooker is that guy. Once he had seven interceptions last year at Ohio State, I like him a lot. I think he'd be a nice fit in this unit. Hey, by the way, if you watch his interception reel, it's about as impressive as you'll see. It's big-time stuff. All right, now I'm sitting here with the New York Jets. Need at the quarterback position. I don't see one here that's worth this slot, Buck. So I'm going to go to the secondary. you got Darrell Rivas, who did not play well last year. Now you've got the off-the-field stuff uh, taking over the headlines. i got my number three overall player, Marshawn Lattimore, the corner from Ohio State, staring me right in the face right here. I'm going to take him with the New York Jets. Hey, I like the player. But, you know, last time they took a corner in the top ten, it didn't work out so well. This isn't that dude. I mean, this dude's a little I'm different. Saying, I'm just saying, took a corner high. Uh, he has big shoe, shoes to fill if he replaces Darrell Rivas. 
I like the player. I like the athleticism. I like the confidence. I like the swag. Um, still would like to see him be a little more physical as a tackler on the edge. But their secondary let them down. Darrell Reeves didn't play at a high level. Maybe they're able to bring him back. Maybe he can mentor Lattimore when Lattimore is on the other side. I like the pick. But now I'm at – man, the San Diego. This is a spot with San Diego where we've had safeties going. Now in this scenario, both safeties are off the board. Both safeties are off the board. I have a free agent – to be in Melvin Ingram. I mean, I think it's imperative that we have to get Melvin Ingram. And by the way, by the way, I said San Diego. My apologies. The Los Angeles Chargers. Ooh. How about that? How about that? They just slid up under the ring. I know. I got to get used to I, saying that. I'm still I, getting used to saying the Los Angeles Rams, and I got to get used to saying the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Oh, man. that Wow. And, and it's even written down there, San Diego. What do you like, got here, Buck? <laughs> this is tough, TJ. It's, it's tough because I'm, I'm looking at their team, and I'm looking at what they need. They need a linebacker inside. They need an outside linebacker. Let me help you. How about this? Let me look. How about this? I, I know. I, I, I know I, I, I'm a San Diego I'm, guy. They're not there anymore. But let me help you. I, I, I let like me help it. you. Mm-hmm. Help me help you. Okay, what you got? Give Philip Rivers some help, please. Oh no no no! Come no, on, no. we're not going. No, Come on, not, man. No, Give no. We have we have help. Come on, we have help. We have help coming back. Keenan Allen. He's our number one. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go inside. I'm going to give him a little attitude. They haven't had attitude like this since Junior Say I left. So how about a little Reuben Foster inside and inside linebacker right there? And number seven, I like that. I'm going high. Reuben Foster, what about my guy from Miami that smacks people around in there, the, the inside linebacker for the Chargers? Yeah, but he can play beside him. Okay. Because, look, you have Man- Manti Teo as a free agent. You have Jashavis Brown, who, who played pretty well. I guess he could fill in and, and do that. He could play that role. I guess it just depends on how high you are on Jatavis Brown. But what I like about Reuben Foster, he's a physical presence, physical presence in between the tackles. I think he's a bit of an impact player. I'm going to go with Reuben Foster there. I'm, I mean, send charge fans that may not like him. All right, so you, you went Reuben Foster, who was one of my favorite players. I, I love Reuben Foster. Now I look at the Carolina Panthers, and I look at Cam Newton, who's coming off MVP season, did not play well last year, right? We've got to give him some help, Bucky, and the way you can do that, take some of those hits away, is we're going to get a big time back we can plug in here, and we're going to get back to that smash-mouth football that Ron Rivera loves. And that, to me, is a guy that doesn't come along very often. Now we can talk about some stuff he can improve on in the passing game. We want to carry a heavy load. Let's go Leonard Fournette at LSU. You know, I like that. The only question I would have about Leonard Fournette is how comfortable can he be in a shotgun formation? When you look at how Carolina typically runs the football, it's a lot of zone read and things of that nature where Cam is in the shotgun. They hand it to someone coming in front. Will they use more pistol? Will they go up under center? I know Ron Rivera has talked about being a team that is a little more traditional in terms of how they go about running the ball physically. This is traditional. Bootleg and stuff. Let's see if they can kind of hold on to that and do it. By the way, Leonard Fournette, people always look for comparisons. To me, was around Jamal Lewis with the Baltimore Ravens. He rushed for 2,000 yards uh, during that period of time. Now, Jamal, not as tall, about 5'10", uh, stocky as can be, but just that size, speed, power, speed combination, that to me is who Leonard Fournette reminds me of. All right, Buck, you're up here with Cincinnati. You know, I'm, I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm, I'm looking at their, their depth chart, and Andrew Whitworth is long in the tooth, free agent. I'm sure we bring him back. But then I'm looking at, you know, at some point you have to find a replacement. How about we go off the grid and let's go to Wisconsin and take offensive tackle. You go Ramsick on us? Ryan Ramsick right there, top ten pick. I'm going to go with Wow, him. okay. What a, okay, wow. I mean, they've taken some guys in the last couple of years. Yeah, but. they've taken some. So, look, I'm looking over here at tackle. You got Cedric Abouy there, but Eric Winston is the backup. I mean, Whitworth is – I mean, he's like 14 years in at some yeah, he's point. He's a free agent, I believe, too. Some, he is a free agent. At some point, you have to find someone that can do it. They have Jake Fisher on the squad, but do you really believe that Jake Fisher is ready to be? Why you got to hate on role? Jake Fisher? I'm not hating on him, but I'm just saying. Do you Why really don't you like Jake Fisher? I'm just saying. You have an opportunity to go and get a plug-and-play guy. All right, the Buffalo Bills here. Uh, this is a spot where quarterback, you know, has been something that's been discussed. Um, could look in the secondary. You want offensive tackle. That's a need for them as well. But – I'm looking at it right now, Buck. Man. See, I, I think there's a chance they could go quarterback here. Jonathan Allen's still staring you right in the face, which is interesting. That but, is very interesting. But, 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 I, but. I, I kind of forgot about Jonathan Allen sitting there at the top of the board. I'm going to go with a guy who I think has tremendous tape and who has both high ceiling, high floor. And I'm going to go to the wide receiver position, and I'm going to go Corey Davis from Western Michigan to team up, hopefully, with a healthy Sammy Watkins. 
Okay, I like that. I mean, but who is going to throw the ball? Cardell? Is Cardell going to be the Cardell Jones going to be the quarterback? I'm not. I'm not totally. Cardell. Look, we've got a new regime in now, a new coaching staff. Maybe we get Tyrod another shot at it here. He didn't play that bad. He didn't play that bad. I like Tyrod, and I know Rick Dennison also liked Tyrod. That's what I'm saying. Here in Baltimore, we're going to give him some help. So you give him a little weapon. Yeah. So now I have the New Orleans Saints. I'm the New Orleans Saints. Sean Bucky, Payton. Jonathan Allen is still on the board. He is still on the board. Sean Payton is on record saying that they have to address the pass rush situation. Now, do you believe that Jonathan Allen is a guy that upgrades that pass rush when this is a team that took Sheldon Rankins a season ago? Sheldon Rankins got a little more funk to him than Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen's stronger, stouter. Uh, Sheldon Rankins got a little more wiggle. He does have a little more wiggle. But It'd be a nice pair inside, though. And then you also got my big boy from Cal out there still going. Yeah, you still have Cam Jordan out there. But how about this? And this guy's a polarizing prospect. It's, it's kind of funny to me when I look at it. But you can make the argument that sack for sack that he might be in Miles Garrett class. How about Derek Barnett from Tennessee going there? Okay. Derek Barnett, plugging him in. Plugging him in. 32 sacks, 29 of those against SEC competition. He's a guy who is second on the volunteers list in terms of all-time tackles for loss. You want to upgrade that pass rush, get someone who has a proven track record for doing so, Derek Barnett is the picket, number 11. All right. Now I'm sitting here, and I'm the uh, – Cleveland. I'm the Cleveland Browns. The board is right there. Look, you got Jonathan Allen right there square in your, right, right in your face. And I'm taking him. I'm taking Jonathan Allen if I'm the Cleveland Browns right now because I'm looking at this saying, okay, we look at what we got last year in the draft, right? Uh, you got Emmanuel Agba. Um, you got my dude from Penn State, Nassib. But now we've got a chance with a premier edge rusher, Miles Garrett. Now I'm going to throw Jonathan Allen inside. And now you said you've got some depth. You can kind of roll these guys through a little bit, and you've got yourself a really, really nice young defensive line. I love that. Look, the quarterback situation needs to get solved, and this pick could very well be on the way to New England for Jimmy Garoppolo. But if they sit right here, man, I, you give me Miles Garrett and Jonathan Allen, Browns fans, come on. You, you like this. I mean, you, I mean, you have to like the, the fact that you're getting blue-chip players. I mean, that would be a nice pick for them. Inevitably, in every draft, we always see someone have a surprising fall. Maybe Jonathan Allen is that guy based on the fact that he's kind of more of an interior player. He's a guy that he has some sack production, but I don't know if we would go on record saying he's the most dominant sack person on the inside. Um, I like that pick for Cleveland, though, because I think now you begin to assemble a nice front line, and we saw what Greg Williams was able to do it in Los Angeles with the Rams with that talent. So now here's a wild card pick. I'm the Arizona Cardinals. Gonna go I'm quarterback. The, I'm the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm ready to shake up. Hold, hold up, hold up. By the way, Steve Kime said in an interview the other day, the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, something along the lines of every single day I'm consumed with the thought of finding a franchise quarterback. But go ahead. What are you going to do? Well, I think I found a franchise quarterback for them. Really? Yeah, and I think he has a gold bonnet that he wears. His okay. name is Deshaun Kaiser from wow. Notre Dame. And the reason I'm going to say Deshaun Kaiser could be the pick here is when you look at Deshaun Kaiser, big, prototypical quarterback, strong arm throws with timing and anticipation, can make all the throws, yet he's also athletic and a vertical offense like Bruce Arians runs. I think he's the perfect fit. And to have the opportunity to sit and watch Carson Palmer play the position, I think it is a great situation for him, an ideal situation. Some people may laugh and snicker, but Deshaun Kaiser, to me, is a perfect fit for the Arizona Cardinals right there. Okay. I like that one there, Buck. Um, now I'm, I'm up here with the Indianapolis Colts, and I can go in a lot of different directions here uh, with the Colts. Man, there's some some offensive line options that can help protect Andrew Luck. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've got some running back options that are pretty darn intriguing, some have really a lot talented of running, players, but I think there's so much depth there I can, I can wait. Uh, to me, edge rusher is a definite area of need with this football team. And when I look down here at the list, a couple interesting names here, uh, Tack McKinley, Taco Charlton, uh, two guys that are really, really intriguing. Garrett Bowles from Utah, who I think can play tackle, offensive tackle or guard, would be a, a good option for them there. So that, to me, is a decision I'm having to make. Offensive line, defensive line. Oh, man got to fix this defense i'm gonna i'm gonna go taco charlton here uh out of michigan edge rusher mm. that's that's nice taco charlton i like him uh was a bit inconsistent throughout his career but look when he's revved up and going he can be a handful off the edge um 
they do need to upgrade their pass rush. So that's certainly a very sensible pick for Taco. Charles. Give you one more name that it should I should have included in that clump there. Charles Harris from Missouri, another edge rusher who I think is a really, really nice player, would be in consideration there for the Colts. What do you got uh, next here? We got Philly? Okay, so now I'm the Philadelphia Eagles. And if we're talking about having a young franchise quarterback to build around, we know that they help. didn't get a lot of help from the wide receivers. I know they invested a first-round pick in Nelson Aguilar. I think the jury's still out on whether he can be a player. So I'm going to go back to the well, and I'm going to say they find the number one receiver. And that number one receiver is Mike Williams Ooh, I like from him. Clemson. Big physical playmaker. I think we've made the comparison at times to Des Bryant. Um, I think some people may even liken him a little bit in terms of kind of being the physicality and toughness, maybe the T.O., the way T.O. played on the perimeter. I'm going to go with Mike Williams playing there, being the number one receiver. Carson Wentz is able to throw to him. Now you have Jordan Matthews able to work in the slot. I like that pick. I think it's a great selection for them right there. No, I like that one a lot as well. All right, now I'm up here with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and I'm looking at some really, really talented players here, Buck. I, I got a couple tight ends. I know they've got some decent tight ends in place. There. Max Williams, they invested in Max Williams. Uh, not Max Williams ain't the guy. But you, you also had Pitta come back and play pretty well last year. Ozzie Newsome, Alabama guy, O.J. Howard sitting out there. David Njoku from Miami, really, really good player. Man, there's a dynamic back still left here on the board in Dalvin Cook. Um, but I'm going to go to the secondary, and I'm going to look at uh, the corner options that I have available here. Sidney Jones, who I love from Washington, really good player. Tredavious White, LSU. we got the two Florida corners in Tease Tabor and Quincy Wilson. All right, here's what I'm going to do. Mm, I'm tough. going to go who I think is the best cover corner of this group, especially that's left on the board. I'm going to go Sidney Jones from Washington. Ooh, I like him. Sidney Jones, and you watch somebody that just covers easy, mirrors easy, great instincts, great ball skills. And now you get Jimmy Smith if he can be healthy. You get a healthy Jimmy Smith on one side. We got Sidney Jones on the other. We got your little dude from Temple that played great last year. It was a great pick for them. What round did they get him in? The fourth round last year? I think year? so, yes. Really so nice so they've got some good pieces in place there. Why is that name escaping me, by the way? Who was your little Temple corner that you love that played great for the Ravens last year? Good gosh. Come on. Uh, I'm going to so get it. Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking it up here. Just just hold on one second here, Buck. Fifth round. I don't want to slight him because the guy played really, really well. Last Tavon. Year. Tavon Young. Tavon Young. There we go. Tavon Young. Thank you for, uh, for getting Names all kind of. Yeah, I got together. all these draft names jammed in my head right now. So apologies to Tavon Young, but really, really good player. They got a nice nucleus there at the corner position when you throw him in the mix. All right, Bucky, you're, uh, you're up here. All right, so we're the Washington Redskins. We're sitting there, and maybe we have our quarterback. Maybe we don't. But we're sitting there, and we want to upgrade whatever we have. And so let's just say that Kirk Cousins is back. We have two free agent receivers in Pierre Gasson and Deshaun Jackson. We need to find another guy. I know last year we got Josh Dotson to come in, didn't play a snap. What about Jamison Crowder in the We have Jamison Crowder, but he's, I think, ideally as a slot. I don't want to upgrade him and move him to that starting role. So how about a guy that I think can be a Deshaun Jackson clone? John Ross from Washington. Put him there, vertical playmaker, can take the top off the defense, but is really a clean route runner. He is a guy that I think you now have young, talented guys with your three receivers, whoever's the quarterback, Kirk Cousins or anybody else, even Colt McCoy, you now have given them enough weapons on the outside to be productive. John Ross is my guy. Okay. All right, Tennessee right here. Um, looking at, at this football team and what direction they could be going. You just took a wide receiver off the board. I think they could have gone in that direction. They've already had one pick. Who would we have them going with? We had them going with Malik Hooker. Yeah, pretty, so pretty, nice piece. Yep. pretty nice piece there. Um, so, let's see. Tennessee, I still think corner is an area you could see them go right here. Just talk about overhaul in the secondary. You bring in, bring in Malik Hooker with one pick. Uh, I think the tight end position is one to keep an eye on. I know you have a stud tight end there, but why not get another one and, and, and really give teams fits, give your quarterback a nice weapon to play with. So I think both those tight ends would be in play. But I think corner here, I'm going to go with the big corner, and I'm going to go Quincy Wilson from Florida. Ooh, big corner indeed. So now you've got Quincy Wilson teaming up with Malik Hooker. You have just completely overhauled your secondary. Man, that's a – ooh. Nice little combo. There's some good players still out here, Buck. And I think one of them's fixing to go off the board. I am. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I already write it in. I already wrote it in. Oh, uh, I'm struggling right now because I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it's about my quarterback, Jameis Winston. Where'd he go to school? He went to Florida State. Huh. He went to Florida State. Interesting. He did. There's 
an op- a chance that you won't have Vincent Jackson back, so you may have to consider a wide receiver or another playmaker in the passing game. Cameron Brake was really good for them, so we don't necessarily need to take a chance on an O.J. Howard. How about Delvin Cook yeah, as my State, number huh? one huh. running back? Look, we're going to miss Doug Martin the first part of the season, and we're not sure if he can get back to his Pro Bowl form. I get Delvin Cook, a guy who is not only dynamic as a runner, but he's a playmaker as a wide receiver. My quarterback knows him, Jameis Winston, so if you have any concerns about him in the locker room, Jameis can rally him and bring him around. I think this is a great pick. I think they would be ecstatic if he's available right there at number 19. Reunited. How about that? Feels How about that? Man, I feel good about that pick. That's I like nice that pick. pick. That was uh, That's a home run there. That's a fun offense to build around. All right, we got the Denver Broncos up next uh, with a litany of needs here. Um, offensive line, I think, is where you got to start. Tight end is definitely a need as well. Man, man, these two tight ends I have rated so high, clearly the best guys available still on the board. So I'm going to say John Elway, being the smart football guy that he is, even though they need offensive linemen, and Garrett Bowles would be a great option here, he's going to surprise us, and he's going to go with O.J. Howard, who not only can catch the ball out of the backfield but can also be a factor in the run game, a really solid player. I have Ninjoku from Miami a little bit over him personally, but I think the fit-wise, O.J. Howard makes a lot of sense here with Denver. That's a nice pick. Nice pick, nice fit, dynamic. I mean, that's a great value. At this great point, value. Huh? You're sitting there. You're now talking about a big uh, Demarius Thomas on one side, O.J. Howard in the middle, Emmanuel Sanders running routes on the outside. I mean, that's a pretty dynamic group to work with. Detroit, Buck. <sighs> Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. Man, I, I, I was already lined up to give Detroit Dalvin Cook, but then he's just sitting there for Tampa Bay. It just made too much sense. So now I'm sitting here, and I'm looking at Detroit, and I'm looking at the roster, and I want to continue to make sure that my quarterback is protected. Um, I have two free agents in Riley Reef, Larry Warford. Um, I have a guy, Lakin Tomlinson, who could probably fill in. But I still possibly need a tackle, and maybe a right tackle. So now I'm considering Garrett Bowles in that spot, and also I'm thinking about my guy from Western Kentucky. Lamp, Forrest, Forrest Lamp. Lamp. You like Lamp. I'm thinking Forrest Lamp is the guy that ends up being the pick at this situation. Um, I think he's a solid player. We saw him briefly at the Senior Bowl. I think he's someone who certainly has upside. I think he possibly could play outside. Worst case, he can go inside. But I think he has a chance to be a nice right tackle. I'm going to go with him barely over Garrett Bowles at that situation, that pick. All right, now I'm up here with Miami. And, you know, I just got Cameron Wake re-signed, right? Yep. Mario Williams, gone. 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 So I think you still have a need for a young, dynamic edge rusher that you could plug in there I think would be a nice fit with this team. Um, you look at the offensive line. You Now you've got Tunsil kicking out the tackle, left tackle, take take over for Brandon Albert, who I think, I think Tunsil's going to be nails. Could use an interior player. Again, Garrett Bowles still out there from Utah I think would make a lot of sense there. Like somebody else who could kick out and play tackle if you needed him to in a pinch. But I'm going to say they go edge rusher, and they go with a fastball in this one, and that's Tack McKinley oh! from UCLA. You hear that? You hear that? You hear Were you getting noise? ready to go in that direction? You, did you hear that noise? That that was Jerry Reese in the New York Oh, guys. a little bummed out right Jerry there? Jerry Reese in the Giants because we already had the card, right? We had it sitting right there. Had it sitting right on the edge. The interesting thing, last year, you remember in the draft, everybody assumed that the Giants were going to be in on Floyd from uh, from Georgia. But then what happened? The yep. Bears, whoop, whoop, right in front of them. Got us again, huh? Put Floyd. Okay, so now I'm Jerry Reese. I'm the New York Giants. I'm scrambling a little bit because my guy just flew off the board. But I'm sitting here knowing that I may need someone to replace JPP off the edge. Are you down with JPP? I am down with JPP. Yeah. Look, Romeo Aquara. Aquara, yeah. Yeah, he did a good job as a spot player. But I'm going to even go further and say that we still need to find someone else that can do it. How about the guy that you previously mentioned, Charles Harris from Missouri, off the edge, giving them an opportunity to rush the passer. You have to be able to rush the passer in that division. Charles Harris, Missouri. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot there, Buck. All right, now I've got the uh, the Oakland Raiders here. And uh, looking at this football team, I think you can look on the defensive side of the ball. It's a pretty good offensive group. Uh, defensive tackle is uh, is definitely a possibility here. You look at the uh, inside linebacker position. I know Zach Cunningham from Vanderbilt, some people way up there on him. That's a little bit too rich for me at this point in the draft. So I look at the cornerback position and being able to upgrade that spot right away. And I'm going to go get somebody, Tease Tabor, out of Florida, who reminds me a little bit 
of your guy Marcus Peters when he was coming out of the University of Washington. He's got phenomenal ball skills. You're going to have a chance, hopefully an offense play with a big lead. You want corners with big-time ball skills. I think Tease Tabor would be a great fit for the Raiders. <coughs> he could be a possibly good fit. He's long. He's rangy. I compare him to Nambi Ashmoah when I look at him, the way that he walks around, the way that he kind of plays the position on the edge. I believe he needs to clean up his back pedal a little bit. Certainly intriguing. We need to make sure that he can tackle, but he is a guy that would fit because they need to be tougher on the edge. He would give them some of that toughness. All right, you're up here, Bucky. We got the uh, division champs here, the Houston Texans. Houston Texans, this is a tough one because they're on record saying they want to kind of maybe check out the quarterback position, see what they can do in that vein. Uh, they need to address the safety position at some point. Uh, all the safeties that I kind of like, uh, that pick maybe off the board. But there's a little nickel player. A little nickel player that's kind of intriguing. How about Buda Baker from Washington? Okay. Being a guy that can kind of come in, uh, play a nice little role for them in the middle of the field. Oh, you're going to go Buda Baker. That's a, that's a good-looking uh, secondary you've got there. Uh, speaking of good-looking secondaries, I'm up next here with Seattle. And Seattle, when we look at this football team, but could add another corner here to uh, to team up with, with Sherman. I think you look on the offensive side of the ball, though, offensive line is definitely an area of need still for this football team. Um, and I look right now, just value-wise, I think when you look at Garrett Bowles still being available from Utah, I, I just think you – Another you, offensive lineman? you got to take him. You go back to the well, get another offensive lineman this year, and go pick up Garrett Bowles. But, you know, he's not a defensive lineman convert. So he's actually – yeah, I've seen that, this guy play well. Sense. I'm not guessing, hoping, and dreaming. No. All right, who you up next here? Man, Kansas City Chiefs, it falls – perfectly for me the, the, the way that I like it. Andy Reid is a bit of a quarterback whisperer. Uh, Alex Smith is in year 12. At some point, you want to find the guy of the future. Nick Foles won't be on the team next year because he's going to test free agency. So how about Deshaun Watson going to the Kansas City Chiefs? Part of the reason I like this pick and this fit, Andy Reid has done a great job with athletic quarterbacks. We've seen him with Donovan McNabb. We saw him with Michael Vick. We've seen them incorporate and do a lot of spread concepts with Alex Smith a young player like a Deshaun Watson who kind of plays a little bit like Alex Smith, I think he could be a guy that fits well in that offense and kind of gives them the guy that they can say is their quarterback of the future. All right, I like that. I like that move there. Um, I'm up next here with the Dallas Cowboys. And when I look at this Dallas Cowboy team, um, edge rusher to me is definitely a place that they need to go. Corner is another possibility. The thing with the corners, though, I think there's so many corners in this draft. I think they can hold off on that. They're still going to get good value a little bit later on. So I don't think they go in that direction. Um, defensive end, there's uh, T.J. Watt is, is an outside linebacker type, edge rusher type, uh, would be an interesting one there to keep an eye on. But you've got Dak Prescott you're committed to, right? Yep. So you've got Dak Prescott, you've got Ezekiel Elliott coming into year two. Let's get them another player, a weapon that they can all grow up together with and they've got the next version of their Jason Witten, except this one is a lot more explosive. David Njoku, the tight end from Miami. You plug him into this offense, yikes. I mean, they have everything that you ask for on offense. That is a nice luxury pick uh, to be able to have a young athletic tight end there, to be able to play 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends on the field with those wide receivers and just the versatility of that offense. I like that pick. A little different here. We're going to shake it up a little bit. I just think that if he's there at this point in time, he's, he's a great value in my opinion. Here we go, Green Bay. Man, I get to go back to my old squad, the Green Bay Packers. And this is something that has been long overdue for the Green Bay Packers. I believe they finally need to have a true running back, someone that can alleviate some of the pressure on Aaron Rodgers. I know that Ty Montgomery has been a nice fill-in, but it's just weird to see number 88 in the backfield. So I'm going to give them a classic running back. How about Christian McCaffrey? Okay. Going to the Green Bay Packers, a guy that can run the ball inside but still give you the things that you want in the passing game. This is a team that wants to throw the ball first, but they need to balance it up to win. Christian McCaffrey, to me, is a do-it-all playmaker, a triple threat, runner-receiver, return specialist. I think he has a little sizzle to that offense. I like that. I like that move there. I think he fits in perfectly. You pair him up with his Stanford uh... – the old Stanford guy there as the well. Stanford combination, huh? Yeah, we got the Stanford backfield. I like that. Is he going to switch numbers, by the way? 
he wants to switch numbers. He wanted to switch last year, but they won't let you switch in the middle of the year. We go from eighty eight, we can give him a probably a thirties number. We give him a thirty eight. Uh, I don't like that. Look. I don't yeah. Um all right. I like eighty eight. I'm up next here with Pittsburgh and when I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, I have my just shocking pick that they could make here. You want a shocking pick? I mean, I mean you I'm not gonna make it, it, but I'm just gonna give you my shocking pick. What would pick. be a shocking pick? Adam Shaheen, the tight end from Ashland. The first round? It's my sleeper. Surpri- in the first round? I said it would be. You shocked. Oh, I promised shock, and I delivered. We have to go to commercial break. <laughs> I'm just Man, saying. That's the my, first round? Just mark this down. If this happens, I called it well before. Oh, my else. gosh. The mark, first mark, round? Mark the tape. Um, no, but they're not. Oh, I'm going to say they don't so you, do it. So you know, what, possibility. you know what you can cause? I threw that on so the So now, now I'm going to see the guy's name all over Twitter for the next 24 hours. He's pretty freaking good. I mean, he may be pretty good, but I'm going to see his name on Twitter now. But he's pretty good. Trust me. He's he's a really good player. But uh, Pittsburgh, I'm looking at this team right now. Um, man, we got the situation that's a little bit unsettling right now with Lev Bell. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, Do you have a running back that can fit? Well, I, have, look, Alvin left? Kamara would be a great fit for them. I think he's a really, really good player. Can do Worst case, he could do what uh, D'Angelo Williams does for them. Yeah, no question. But I'm going to say the linebacker position, again, could be a spot of need due to free agency. So I'm going to say they go to the University of Florida and Jared Davis here, who's just a rock-solid player, can play the run, can cover. Uh, he's going to be a nice player to put in the middle of that defense. I mean, he's solid. He can do a little bit of everything. Very productive. Does a great job of making plays in the middle of the defense. Man, I'm, I'm got, we here. only got two picks left, Buck. Man, I'm over here grappling with my, my picks right now. I'm the Atlanta Falcons. I'm still devastated by the fact that I gave away the Super Bowl by not um, finishing the deal. I'm sitting here at the bottom of the first round. <sighs> my corner situation is pretty solid. Don't need a running back. Uh, outside linebacker, we're good. We're young and athletic. Our only need really is up front at guard because Chris Chester is a free agent. I mean, we're, we're really sitting pretty. Oh, DJ. What are you thinking here? You go Feeney on me? You're going to go Feeney? No. Come on, Dan Feeney. Throw uh, him in there. I mean, you could. I mean, he might merit some first-round grades, but I know – that you can't have enough guys to kind of throw in there. No, I can't. People don't like him enough. I like this guy. See, a, a, a guy, if, it, if I was – I like the kid, DeMarcus Walker from Florida State. But you yeah, don't hear that's anybody, too rich. I think don't that, hear anybody yeah. talk about him. I like him. I'm just saying I like him. So, let's, let's – we're struggling right here, DJ. What do you think? I'm at the bottom of – You got the bottom of your list? I'm at the bottom of my list. I'm sitting here, and they're a pretty clean team. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the safe way. Let's go, Dan Franey from Indiana. I'm not okay. Understand love, but they have gotten better inside. But they don't really have any glaring holes on their roster, so it's a bit of a luxury pick for them at this point. Dan Franey feels the most obvious void, but in thinking about what they could use, they need a pass rush. They need someone who can get just after at the, the quarterback. T.J. Watt and just yeah, I don't. I don't know if T.J. Watt is dynamic enough to to kind of upgrade them the way that they want to play. Um. He's a really good player, and possibly he would fit, but I've already handed in the car, so Dan Freeney's my pick. You're now on the clock with New England. So you're going Dan Freeney. I'm just trying to find you one other pass rush option here. I'm it's not. Demarcus Walker was I like Terrell Basham, but that's coffee's too rich. Man, uh, it, uh, Tim Williams, but I worry about the other stuff. Okay, I'm up next. <sighs> See? All right, this is a See tough where one. where you are? This is a See tough where you are? And, and I'm looking at the New England Patriots. Let me give you some of the options I have here. Uh, man, there's some really good corners still on the board. Tredavious White. Um, you look at Gary Connolly from uh, from Ohio State, who's a fantastic football player. You've got some Swiss Army knife guys, right? Guys that New England likes. When you look at Jabril Peppers, who can do Perfect. a lot of different things. Adoree Jackson, who could play really offense, defense, special teams. You could use him in a variety of ways. Interesting names. you got Marlon Humphrey, big, tall, fast corner still on the board. But – there's uh, there's certain mentalities in the way guys play that remind me of Patriots. And there's a couple of them here that I'm going to choose from. The first of which is Ryan Anderson from Alabama, who is just physical, tough, smart football player, leader for this Alabama team. He's very much in the mix for me here with this pick. But then I go to somebody else who has inside-outside versatility, somebody who I liked as an edge player during the season, Bucky, then this this dude showed up in Mobile, Alabama, kicked inside-to-inside linebacker, and uh, played Temple his did. butt off. And I'm talking about Hassan Reddick from Temple, who to me is just a classic Patriots-type player. So 
some bigger names on the board. They pass over them, and they go to Temple, and they get Hassan Reddick with the final pick of the first round. How about that? That's, that's, that's a nice pick. So there you have it. We've, uh, we've combined forces here to get the first round taken care of. Okay, one, one thing I, I, you always like to throw these things in at the end of podcast, kind of catch people by surprise. Of all the names that are available on the board right yep. now, who is the guy that you would expect to hear his name called, even though we didn't select him in the mock draft. Who's the first-round pick of the – who's the best of the available guys that we probably will hear their name called in the first the round? The two players I will – look, we didn't have them going, but the two players I would be shocked if they did not go in the first round, Gary and Connolly from, from Ohio State. A lot of buzz a about really, him. really good player, really good corner. And I would probably put uh, next on there, I would put Tredavious White. I think both those guys, corners, I know it's a deep group, it's a deep position group, but both those guys I think are definitely first-round talents. Yeah, I believe – Tredavious White in particular is definitely a first-round talent. I think he's cleaner um, than some of the other guys that we, we've talked about, particularly Tease Tabor. He, his ability to play up and to play off, very impressive at the Senior Bowl during the week of practice. He is someone that I definitely can see in that first-round discussion. I also like the Conley kid having watched him up close and personal in the Fiesta Bowl. T.J. Watt is another name that you know we talked yep. about, outside linebackers, versatility, being able to get to the quarterback. Those are three guys that I think we could certainly hear their name called on the first day. All right, Bucky. There you have it. That's the uh, that's the combined forces mock draft. We I think we've done this before. Haven't we done this in years past once? Uh we might have done maybe it like a top ten. I don't know if we've gone all the way through the whole. I mean, it's a tough exercise. A lot of names, a lot of variables. Yeah. All it takes is one name to go out of place, and it kind of well. Guess what happens? Shifts the board. There's this thing called free agency. Yeah, which is gonna throw all this stuff. Oh, that out means the we window. have to do another one. Yeah, maybe we we'll, maybe we join forces one more time. One more time. Um, anyways, that's uh, that's going to do it for us here. Full show. Hope you guys enjoyed that. We'll be back uh, later this week. We have a guest that is scheduled that is going to be fascinating. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it's a fascinating guest going to be on the next uh, podcast episode. And, again, be sure to uh, download, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and do us a favor. Leave us a review on there. We uh, we get good reviews. Our, our – uh, our reach expands and continue to grow this, throw more resources at it, and that'll just benefit you guys. So thanks again. We will see you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.